Why look who's coming through the door I think we've met somewhere before Hello, love Well, hello there Hello, love Where in the world have you been so long? I missed you so since you've been gone Hello, love It's 8, 10, 10 minutes after the hour, round number two, second hour out here on the big gig. We spent the first hour, uh, most of the first hour, talking about uh, last night's West Virginia GOP gubernatorial debate. Um, three of the four candidates were there. Patrick Morrissey, the attorney general, uh, decided that... Uh, uh, he doesn't really need to be there because, you know, uh, he's too much like Donald Trump and he just doesn't need to show up for these debates and let the rest of them uh, muddle around on their own and the rest of us, they can do that and I just won't even bother to be there. I think it was a big, big mistake on Morrissey's part. Uh, I think that if you watch the debate, you learned a lot about the three candidates, uh, Moore Capito, Mac Warner, and Chris Miller. You learned a lot about them. You got a real good chance to see who they are and how they differ from each other. And you got Zippo from Patrick Morrissey. Uh, and two of the candidates attacked Morrissey as well. Now, if you want to get my take on this, I offered some last... Well, first of all, I was on the post-debate analysis uh, for statewide Metro News um, across the state last night. That's up online at wvmetronews.com. Uh, we talked about it last hour. You can catch my analysis on our uh, podcast page or on our Apple podcast, best way to find it. And also, I wrote a, a short piece at uh, howardmonroe.net last night, my quick reaction to the debate last night. So if you want to catch my my debate reaction, uh, those are various and sundry ways that you can do it. 44 degrees, Wheeling, Ohio County Airport, 40 at the Highlands, 38 in Elm Grove, and we're still just playing around 35. We don't know yet. Jumping around there, we're, we're close, Howard. Have you kicked it? Well, I don't want to break it, but it's either 36 or 37. Okay. Let's see. Well, everybody else is close to 40. Shall we call, can we call 40. it 40? We're 40, Howard. We're, let's call it 37. Let's we'll move it up slowly but surely. Huh? 37 okay. uh, here at the Robinson Auto Group Studios downtown Wheeling in the heart of the Ohio Valley. It's going to be a good day today. Enjoy it. Sunshine, blue skies, daytime high around 55. Showers come in in the afternoon tomorrow. We'll continue into the evening hours, and Sunday is going to be a really, really all-day heavy rain um, possibility of some significant uh, rainfall coming down over the weekend. But today is going to be a great day today. Coming up later on in this hour, Bob and I will have our highlights of the week, the things that we thought were good and some we thought may not have been so good this week on the radio show. And uh, the folks from Uniglobal Highway Travel are coming in, and we're going to be talking about uh, traveling, travel tips. Uh, Jennifer is just back from a cruise. She'll tell us all about that. So that's some of what's uh, coming up. Yesterday, the um, recreational marijuana law that was passed by the voters in um, last month went into effect. And now recreational marijuana is legal in Ohio as of yesterday. I believe you can have up to six plants per person, I think 12 a household, something along that line. That's what was put into the bill that was approved by the voters. However, the legislature is already working to tinker. I'll use that word. Maybe there's more than tinkering, but to make some changes to it. Megan Henry from the Ohio Capital Journal has been following this, and I invited her to join us this morning to just kind of bring us up to speed. Megan, good morning. I appreciate you taking time with us today. Thank you. 
Good morning, Howard. Thanks for having me back on the show. I appreciate it. So let's talk about where are we, first of all. The law went into effect yesterday. So, like, right now, if I'm over in Blair, Ohio, uh, I can walk the streets and smoke my dope? Yes, that is that is correct. However, you cannot walk into a, um, a medical marijuana dispensary and buy recreational marijuana yet at the dispensary. But, yes, you can. You can smoke it uh, freely. And you can grow, you can home grow uh, up to six plants per person, 12 per household currently in Ohio. And this is what was approved by the voters. But unlike the abortion amendment that was approved, which was a constitutional amendment, the marijuana issue was simply a revision to state code, which means it can be revised again. And that is what's happening, correct? There are some lawmakers who are already trying to change that which the voters put into effect. Yes, that is correct. Well, uh, swiftly after the election, um, after election night, uh, Republicans were scrambling uh, and very vocal about how they wanted to make changes to to the uh, proposed law. And so there's a few bills in the state house um, at various spots uh, in the Ohio State House that would tweak and change the marijuana law. Um, one bill in particular that is the uh, closest to uh, Governor DeWine's desk for his signature um, would have some, some major changes. Uh, it would alter the number of uh, plants people can grow in their house. It would up the tax rate from 10% to 15%, and it would change how the funds would be distributed and used in the state. And also there would be automatic expungement for those with possessions amount of 25 uh or less. So some of that is, is technical stuff that probably the general public doesn't necessarily need to get concerned about. Might revise the tax rate a little bit, how it's spent and so on. Uh, but in terms of, 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 its, of the law's application to, well, the dope smoker, um, are, there's not a whole lot of change they're talking about, or are they? They're talking about changing the number of plants you can have, but there's not a lot of change to the the basic premise of the law, or is there? Yeah, so uh, some of it is more technical stuff. A higher tax rate would mean a higher, a little bit of a higher price for consumers. Um, th- but the home grow, uh, one the the bill uh, that I'm referring to would change it, so it's just six plants per household instead of per person. But probably the the most immediate uh, impact, um, is something I haven't touched on yet, is that Ohioans could actually buy recreational marijuana use sooner uh, under this bill. Um, so currently, under Q2's language, dispensary sales for adult use would take effect in nine months. Uh, but under this bill, Ohioans 21 and older could go to a dispensary and buy recreational products um, once the bill goes into effect, which would happen 90 days after Governor DeWine if they were to get to his desk and for him to sign into law. So that would just uh, make that a lot quicker, uh, potentially, just depending on what happens uh, really over in the Ohio House before it would go to DeWine's desk. I, I show my ignorance here, so help me. When this law, well, it is in effect now, um, I mean, can, will you be able to go into your local, local neighborhood tavern and say, give me a couple of joints? I mean, or... Is it going to be done through the medical marijuana dispensaries? How do you get it for recreational use? Yeah, yeah no, that, that, that's a great question. Um, yes, so 
you would have to go to a dispensary, a licensed dispensary, in order to to buy marijuana. So no, you you couldn't uh, just go down to your neighborhood uh, bar and ask ask for some. Um, so you have to go to a licensed uh, dispensary in order to purchase it. Okay, and it will be the current medical marijuana dispensaries will simply add on recreational. Is that the way it's going to work? Basically, there's a process they would have to go through uh, okay. on their end um, to to apply and make sure they have everything, um, you know, cross their teeth, dot their eyes, all that good stuff. But uh, so it wouldn't be an automatic thing. But they would have the opportunity to to add on recreational if if they were to choose to do so. Now, Megan, one of the things that we've talked about here on this show, a couple of folks have called in about conceivably. Individual cities or townships or villages or municipalities could impose slightly tougher or, I suppose, laxer laws as well, right? Yes, yes. That's something that's also been up for discussion quite a bit um, in the state house of having uh, municipalities and local governments being able to have uh, more regulations around it and, and limiting if a dispensary or a cultivation site could be in their city. So that's that's something that the lawmakers are, are have been talking about and um, have looked into tweaking, but uh, that could be a possibility, depending on how this all shakes out. So the law went into effect yesterday, but actually, really, full implementation is, is down the road, and full implementation could look different in six months than it does today, right? Yes, that, that is correct. It's, it's very fluid. That's a word I heard a lot. I was in the state house on on Wednesday uh, when the lawmakers were discussing uh, some of these bills. So it's a, it's a somewhat fluid situation. The governor, um, if if I remember correctly, I saw him talking about one of the things he wants to do is make sure that children are protected. Yes, yes, that's something that Governor Dewine has talked quite a bit about is having guardrails in place for children. Basically, uh, he wants to have more limits put in place around where people can smoke marijuana. Um, a concern he has cited numerous times that I've heard is he's uh, doesn't want children or, or families to have to smell marijuana smoke as they're walking through a neighborhood or walking near the park or uh, near a school or things like that. So that's something that Governor DeWine has, um, has said he wants. So some of the legislation would put a public smoking ban in place, basically, and the place you can only smoke would basically be your own uh, residence I, if I was, you're a landlord. I was just going to ask it. about. I was just going to ask about that. I mean, even tobacco smoke. You know, we regulate now in a lot of public places. So marijuana smoking would be regulated in somewhat the same way. Is that correct? Yeah. So I wouldn't have to go into. Um, into uh, you know uh, my local Applebee's and find uh, find I'm I'm getting a contact high right? No, that that is correct. Yeah, <laughs> I don't I don't don't mean to be funny and people think I'm be funny. No, I'm just I'm just trying to get get a handle on on how this whole thing works. So um, I guess we we'll just have to keep on watching to see how it uh, changes. Um, but it is interesting, and I noticed that in your story, um, all of the lawmakers who are talking about changes. And Governor DeWine as well keeps saying, we don't want to override the rule of the voters, but um, we're going to make some changes anyways. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. It seems like 
to some lawmakers, there are varying degrees of the will of the voters. Um, but, yes, that is something uh, that, that I've heard quite a bit the past uh, month or so. All right. So you keep on top of the story, right? Yes, absolutely. People can find out more all the time at OhioCapitalJournal.com. I really I say this every time I have you on or any of your colleagues. It's just a tremendous way to stay on top of the, the details of what's happening in uh, politics in the Buckeye State. Um, so it's one of my first stops every morning is to check with the Ohio Capital Journal to see what you all are, are working on. And uh, quite frequently I go, hmm. Well, how about that? So, <laughs> so I appreciate you joining us this morning. I appreciate the work that you do. Thank you, Megan. Appreciate it. Well, thank you for having me. All righty. 821 here on the Watchdog Morning Show. So um, officially went into effect yesterday. And it just gave me maybe the greatest idea I've ever had for you and I, Oh, Howard. boy. It's going to be a nice day today, right? Yes, sir. We, we usually get together. Sunny on, and 55, close to 60, yeah. yeah. We get together, together occasionally for lunch. Yes, sir. We have lunch, yeah. Think about this. You and I will go over to uh, Ferry. Okay. We'll uh, put our order in at Zontini's. 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 It's going to take about, I don't know, 15 minutes. We want it crisp. We want it right out of the oven. Got to be Yeah, last time we had it didn't work so that well. So, yeah, absolutely. Yep. We'll go yep. around the corner to the alley, and we'll burn one, Howard. Whoa. <laughs> we'll burn one. And will Zontini's taste even better It'll then? It'll taste even better. That'll be the best pizza you've ever eaten, Howard. <laughs> It'll taste even better. All right. I, I, I get that. And the cops will go by, and they'll say, is that Howard Monroe smoking a joint? <laughs> Well, yes, it's legal now. Hey, officer, I am testing the law here. It's a don't don't uh, don't say anything. It's a, I'm I'm testing the law here. It just seems so weird, you know, the thought that you could someday see people wandering doing that, wandering down the street. You know, well, think of it like this: drinking beer is legal, but you and I can't walk down the street drinking beer, right? Or, or, you know, so it, it'll be the same thing so. like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Special occasions, maybe if there's the marijuana festival down at Heritage Port, maybe yeah. you can you can fire up. You know, they're talking about uh, in St. Clairsville, uh, in Wheeling, a little less close to happening, but they call this Podon. Was a it's anyways it's down where you can wander around downtown. Charleston just had their first Poda event where you were allowed just you know you can buy beer and just wander through the town. So I would assume that at some point, if that ever goes into effect. Probably not, but yes. But if it does, you you know throw in the throw you, in the marijuana. Tip. You would you would think so, but uh, I think it is a 2023. And again, way before I even thought about anything about marijuana, I remember people telling me when you turn 30 years old, marijuana will be legal across the board. Well, I'm 61, <laughs> and I don't think I'll ever see it in the state of West Virginia. No, which is amazing. Because we legalized medical marijuana, what, five years ago? It's been a while. And we're still sort of sorting that whole thing out. It just goes to show you we just missed the damn boat again. We we, we compare ourselves sometimes to, to Colorado. We should have been second in line. We, we could have been— You know who wanted us to be? Sean, Sean Fluharty. That's when he got my vote, Howard. Flew, Absolutely. Fluharty was on, on this from day one. He said, look, let, let's, be at, let's be at the front of the line— and not the back of the line. And let's use uh, Sean as more of an example. If you smoked a little marijuana before the big rivalry basketball game, you might not get in trouble the you same might, as drinking a few beers. You might not have gotten thrown out. <laughs> it's 824 on the Watchdog Morning Show, always on Fridays. Bob and I kick around some of the things that we did on the week here, uh, highlights of the week or sometimes the lowlights. We'll take a look at some of those coming up next on the Watchdog Morning Show. This is great conversation for the holidays or any time of year. You're listening to the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe, brought to you by WVU Medicine. 
Is your business protected from cyber threats? In today's world, it's more important than ever to have a cybersecurity plan in place. But with so many different solutions out there, it can be hard to know where to start. That's where Omni Strategic Technologies comes in. We're a technology support firm with a strong focus on cybersecurity. We have a team of local experts who can help you assess your risks, develop a plan, and implement the right tools to serve and protect your business. If you want to get serious about cybersecurity, choose Omni Strategic Technologies for the peace of mind knowing that your business is protected and prepared. The Highlands is the Ohio Valley's top spot for shopping, dining, and entertainment, too. Play a round of simulated golf at the Four Seasons course. Grab a movie with family or friends at the Marquee Cinemas, featuring 14 screens of the hottest new movies in all digital and 3D. Plus, special promotions like Flashback Cinema. Or visit the Highlands Sports Complex with turf, courts, climbing wall, and an arcade. Shopping, dining, and entertainment. Just off I-70, the top of the hill, the Highlands. He has his say, you can have yours. Text us or call us and join the conversation. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe, brought to you by WVU Medicine. Here's a kiss for Christmas. It's not much, I know But my baby Next year, maybe I'll give you more than mistletoe Here's a kiss For Christmas Little though it seems Let's be thankful We've a bank full Of million dollar dreams Sammy Davis Jr. It is, Howard. Yeah, that's a little different. I don't think I ever heard that one before. I have never heard that one before. But now, combining two of our topics of the week this week, Sammy Davis Jr. with a kiss for Christmas, I'm picturing him giving that big smooch to Archie Bunker. Perfect, Howard. (laughs) All in the family episode. (laughs) Uh, all right, uh, bumper music, holiday bumper music this morning here on the Watchdog Morning Show. It's 827. Hey, I, this is neat. I got a thank you note from the president and CEO of the parent company of Metro News. Wow. Yeah. You must have did a really crackerjack yeah. uh, job last night, Howard. Great job. Well, it's to everybody. It wasn't just to me. Great job, everyone. Thank you very much for providing the follow-up show. It was terrific. Well done. A great recap. You all did a good job. Oh, wait. Hold on. Except. The guy from Wheeling. No, never mind. No, no, he didn't. He, did. <laughs> he didn't say that. Uh, coming up today on Statewide Talk Line, Hoppy will, of course, be doing a lot of recapping of the debate. Uh, Brad will be in. Uh, Dave Allen, another one of the uh, statewide talk hosts, not statewide, but other state talk show hosts will be in to talk about the gubernatorial debate. Republican Party Chairman Elgin McCarter will have her thoughts on the uh, debate, Chris Warner. Oh, yeah, yesterday, we talked to this, uh, Bob earlier in the week, Mac Warner's brother, Chris, officially announced yesterday he's running for the Republican nomination for Secretary of State. Just got to make Mac feel so good that his, his brother is now running for uh, for his job. So that's uh, some of what's coming up today on Statewide Talk Line. And, of course, and I'm guessing you'll hear a lot of debate release coming up on Steam release at 1130. 
All right, uh, let's do a quick rundown of some of the things that were good or something that was bad or something that was funny or something that was entertaining or what have you. Highlights of the week this week. What do you got there? Last week I went overboard. I had over, I think I had four or five last week, so I kept it to two, but I thought they were really outstanding. Uh, the first one was when we finally put the rest – the, the rumors about Mayor Elliott somehow, when his term was up, wanting to finagle and push uh, city uh, manager Bob Heron, Heron out, and he was going to take over that job. And uh, he said, there's no way that happening. So that, that was good. That, that should nip that in the bud once and for all, Howard. He categorically denied it uh, with no, no wiggle words, no, you know. nothing like, well, sort of, maybe, or I'm, no. He said, no. absolutely not. Yeah, and I, and I thought that was really great. And the other one that I had, he was one of those guys like Dan down on the, the waterfront. But I'm talking about Matt Walsh. Matt Welsh. He came mm. in here and just no anger, no bitterness. You know, he just, look, I, it's not the best of times right now. In fact, it hasn't been good for a while. But if we all work together, and I thought that was really outstanding. Instead of bitching and moaning, he just said, look, I'm open. Please come into my restaurant. So that was the number one highlight for me because i'm thinking of this guy who makes his living who puts bread on the the table for his family if he can say ah all right let's try a little bit longer to, to get through this hell howard i think you and i can you know i i thought matt was particularly good i i would agree with you it was hard for me to pull highlights into the usual form because it, basically my highlight of the week was the overarching concept of the streetscape and I'm not saying that we ourselves started the concern, but I will say we began hitting heavy on how bad the streetscape was and the impact on businesses uh, tail end of last week and then certainly the beginning of this week. And it then grew. It became now a huge issue for the city. Council is taking some business, taking some action. The business folks spoke up. I'm not saying we did it because others did too, but we kind of put that story front and center early on uh, in the last week or so. And so I'm using that as kind of the, the big the big headline, the streetscape, uh, and all of the concerns that people had, that we had, the ideas various, various citizens had, the things that came in on the text line. Uh, we had Mayor Glenn talking about the streetscape and talking about the the, the plans that could maybe be happening to perhaps revise some of the difficulties they're having. And then, of course, Matt was in to talk about um, uh, how it's impacting him. And so I kind of wrapped all of that together into, I thought, the highlight of the week was the way we put together a really good week of, of rounded discussion on the streetscape. So I'm, I'm with you on that. We certainly got the ball rolling, Howard. And by the way, did you, did you notice you can't come in our one uh, – Exit. Oh, yeah. no, I didn't. Yeah, know. it's blocked off. So be careful when you leave today. I can't one. leave. I can't leave. We got this. one way in, one way out. Howard. It's, all right. So this. Oh, I didn't know. I didn't. Oh boy. Well, at least we, but I can get out, right? Uh, as of uh, yeah, as of so. the seven o'clock, six o'clock. Okay, all right. Um, and then so I put all of the streetscape there on one, uh, and all of the things about it, and then kind of a sidelight to that. It was a sort of a follow up to the conversation we had with Mayor Glenn, but we did get some good conversation going. And the mayor did uh, share with us some things, share with me, which I then share with you, some things about his future. He has no interest in running for uh, the county commission seat. He has no interest in being city manager. Uh, zero, he said. He has not, despite the texts we get from certain people, he has not talked with anybody 
current council members, incoming council members, whatever. So we got that put to rest. And we also were able to sort of uh, sketch out of him the fact that he is being considered. Now, that's not the phrase. He's being asked to run by some in the state Democratic Party for the U.S. Senate seat, which uh, Glenn Elliott says he is, quote, fully considering. Um, that is not a commitment. but he, So that's sort of a secondary story there, I thought. The, the, the mayor's future plans were, I thought, it became into clearer focus uh, this time. And as I think I said here on the air, I told the mayor, take time off. You got a beautiful young kid. I love to watch the Facebook pictures that he puts up of Harrison, his son. Spend time with your kids, you know. And I'm I'm a guy speaking from experience. Didn't spend enough time with my kids when they were little. And it's part of the reason I spend so much time with Teddy now. Certainly the holiday seasons, you just look and say, man, did that go so, so fast. Now, there was one other highlight, if you will. Okay. Sidelight of the news. All right. You forgot about this. We learned that Adam Fike and his dad played with B.E. Taylor. That was on Monday. Yeah, I forgot all about that. We did B.E. Taylor bumper music. Christmas bumper music, and Adam shared with us that yeah. he, he was even in on a couple of those sessions, I think. Didn't he say? Yes, he, he did. Yeah. That's it. You know, I'm thinking, well, you know, we'll talk about it with Adam, but he's a young kid, you know, B.E. Taylor. Say, who B.E. Taylor, not really from here. I mean, Adam's not from here, directly from here. I didn't expect him to be, you know, just to engage directly. He goes, oh, my dad used to play in the drum line. Uh, I don't know where his dad played, but my dad used to play with him when he was in Pittsburgh. Yeah, he was a Taylor. cool cat, jamming yeah. with uh, B.E. Taylor. And then later on, Adam says, oh, in fact, when I was a kid, I actually played in the drum line with him a couple. Out of nowhere comes this, you know, so that to me, that was a nice little highlight. It was. Uh, it, it was really cool. And Because we, we didn't have a lot of the, the light and fun stuff, and that to me was really one of the light and fun things that uh, that came out of it. So those are my highlights. Do you have any others? Or you, that's, uh, that's it. A lot of highlights, Howard. Yeah. All right. That is it. Highlights and low lights. Well, there weren't no low lights. Highlights and fun lights. Lots of fun. Of the week this past week. 8.35, 25 till the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. A highlight of my Friday is always talking to the folks from Uniglobal High Valley Travel, and they should be coming up next here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Good Friday morning, everyone. I'm Taylor Long with your 7 News headlines on this December the 8th. After a lengthy search, Wintersville has named a new fiscal officer. Rachel Morrison, who will be part-time, was approved by Village Council Thursday night. They have been without one since February of 2022 when the previous one resigned. The village did have a traveling clerk from the state auditor's office assigned to them since then. Mayor Mike Petrella says they had a great interview with Morrison and believes she will be a great asset to the village. Now Morrison will take on her new role at the first of the year. And listen to this. Ohio State Highway Patrol Trooper Brody Robinson has been selected as the 2023 Cambridge District Trooper of the Year. This came after a recent announcement that he was named Steubenville Post Trooper of the Year, which made him eligible for the Cambridge District title. Lieutenant Robert Bodo says Robinson has great leadership abilities, professional ethics, and has an enthusiastic work attitude. Trooper Robinson says he works with a great group of people, and he's thankful for his strong and supportive family. Now, he is in contention with eight other troopers from across the state for the honor of being named the 2023 Ohio State Trooper of the Year. Over to Brook County now, Bernie's Kids was brought to life about 40 years ago by former Brook County Sheriff and Commissioner Bernard Kozinko as a way to help families in need at Christmas time. 
Bernie got the idea from his uncle who would repair bikes, wagons, or toys and give them to children. Following his death in 2011, the Brooke County Sheriff's Association picked up the project and has carried on his tradition ever since. It's supported by fundraisers, donations by caring folks, and local businesses. A Brook High student raised funds through a 5K as her senior project and donated the money, and Bethany College's light-up night also raises money for the project. Organizers say if it weren't for them, they would never be able to do this. Distribution is in the coming week. That was a look at your headlines. Have a fantastic Friday, everyone. I'm Taylor Long, working for you. An historic night for WVU's men's soccer program. Hi, everybody. I'm Tony Caridi. That story coming up on today's Mountaineer Report brought to us by Kroger, the official grocer of WVU Athletics. The holidays start here at Kroger with a variety of options to celebrate traditions old and new. You could do a classic herb-roasted turkey or spice it up and make turkey tacos. Serve up a go-to shrimp cocktail or use Simple Truth wild-caught shrimp for your first Cajun risotto. No matter how you shop, Kroger has all the freshest ingredients to embrace all your holiday traditions. Kroger, fresh for everyone. With Kroger brand products, you can make all your favorite things this holiday season. Because Kroger brand's proven quality products come at exceptionally low prices. And with a money-back quality guarantee, every dish is sure to be a favorite. These are a few of my favorite things. Whether you shop delivery, pickup, or in-store, Kroger brand has all your favorite things. Kroger, fresh for everyone. An historic night in the history of West Virginia University's men's soccer program. WVU meets Clemson in the College Cup in Louisville, the first ever appearance in the College Cup for a Mountaineer team. The fifth-seeded Mountaineers against the ninth-seeded Tigers, who have College Cup experience. Clemson competing in its 10th College Cup. They won the national title just two years ago. We will have the radio play-by-play -play coverage of tonight's match here on MSN. Our pregame coverage begins at 5.45, the opening kick set for 6 p.m. The winner advancing to Monday night's national championship against either Oregon State or Notre Dame. Basketball now. West Virginia hosting the Drexel Dragons inside the Coliseum tomorrow afternoon. A very intriguing matchup. Drexel is coached by Morgantown native Zach Spiker. He's in his eighth season with the Dragons and led them to the NCAA tournament two seasons ago. That was just the fifth NCAA appearance in school history. Last weekend, Spiker and his Dragons stunned 18th-rated Villanova. Of interest tomorrow is that both teams have a slow pace of play. Drexel enters the game, averaging 65 points per contest, and they're one of the most stingy teams on defense in the country, giving up just 62 points per game, and they're holding opposing teams to just 38% shooting from the field and just 27% from three-point range. That's an area where West Virginia has struggled to make shots from behind that three-point line. Our pregame coverage tomorrow begins at 3 p.m. with the opening tip set for four. That is today's Mountaineer Report brought to us by Kroger, the official grocer of WVU Athletics. I'm Tony Caridi on the Mountaineer Sports Network from Learfield.
When the unexpected happens, it's good to know you can count on the certified professional restorers at Panhandle Cleaning and Restoration. Whether it's fire, smoke, flood, or storm that damages your home or business, you can rest assured that we have helped thousands of families just like yours. With the right people, equipment, and expertise, we are ready to respond 24 hours a day to get you quickly back on your feet. When disaster strikes, just pick up the phone. On FM, on AM, online, on demand, and on video. We are where you are. The Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe is here now. I'm a traveling man and I made a lot of stops all over the I was thinking, uh, Bob, as the music was playing, geez, you know, we ought to come up, you know, this is holiday time, we should have a holiday bumper for the travel show, too. And then I realized that traveling is a holiday. We don't need any special music for it, because <laughs> every time you go traveling, it's a holiday. That's a very good point. Yeah. Um, Jennifer's here from Uniglove, Ohio Valley Travel. You've been traveling. You've been, you just came back from a cruise? Yeah, I just got off the Norwegian Viva, their christening sailing. Um, so got to see him smash the champagne bottle off the oh, side the, the little Christmas yes. oh cool yes so I did that and before that I was on Royal Caribbean's Jewel of the Seas and yeah I've been just out of town and you are one cruising lady I yeah which and cruising is not my first choice I will be honest really but now that I've done two in a row I, I can keep going <laughs> <laughs> I haven't cruised for a long time and I think this year we're going to do at least one maybe even two but at least one cruise this year because kind of miss it i i enjoy it um we did a lot in a pe- short period of time mm-hmm. and now i think you know then we, did, when we got more of the adventures the you know we went overseas in iceland and we did yellowstone things like that i think it's time to get back to to a cruise and you guys have got a lot of cruises coming up we do we have i think six or eight for next year already um we have a january one that's been sold out for a few months now um but we have one in just about every other mar- month march april june September, October, so <laughs> and lots of places. these are not all Caribbean cruises. You're going to a variety of different places uh, on some of these cruises. We are. So we we start out for the fall and spring Caribbean wise because you know get out of the cold here, right. go enjoy the sunshine and palm trees there. Um, but yeah, then we actually switch in in the fall do a West Coast cruise. Um, so we hit uh, Seattle, San Francisco, Santa Barbara, and then also in the fall we're doing Hawaii. So you can kind of count it as Caribbean, but I personally, having been to Hawaii, do not count that as a Caribbean. I wouldn't think it's. I, don't, I wouldn't. Call, I've never been there, but I wouldn't call, call that Caribbean. I did say Bill and I talked about this last week. I I think if based on everything that I've read, seen, and heard, and a lot that we've talked about on the show, if you're going to do Hawaii, at least the first time, cruising is a pretty smart way to do it. Absolutely, because I don't think people also fully understand how big Hawaii mm-hmm. is. So they want to go and they want to see three or four different islands. Well, by the time you add in the transfers and the flight and the hotel, it's insanely expensive. So to see a bunch of islands in one trip, the cruise is the way to go. Um, I think you had, you know, six different ports of call. We do a pre-night when we get there, too. And then on the end, we add in the Pearl Harbor tour. So you still get to see that. So you get to see every aspect of Hawaii that you want in one 
eight-day trip. I don't know how many people will then make a second trip back, but it seems to me take a cruise, get a sense of then find, there are a couple of places you may want to come and spend more time at for an, the next trip around. You know where you're going. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, we've seen our clients do that, that they do the cruise and, oh, I really loved Maui. I want to go spend a week on Maui. Or I really liked Kona. Let's go spend a week on Kona. So, yes, we do see some repeat travelers come out of that, but they are now focusing in on one specific place in Hawaii. Where would you fly into for that cruise? So for that one, we fly into Honolulu. So we fly into Honolulu. Um, it's a long flight there, but we try to break it up. Um, from what, Chicago? From so the year that I did it, we actually did Pittsburgh to D.C., so okay. a 50-minute flight, and then D.C. to Honolulu, Whoa. which was a 10-hour flight. Whoa. I don't recommend that. Whoa. So I do recommend more of the Chicago, uh Denver, Dallas, even you can get as far as like a Los Angeles, get more West Coast. So and then, then you kind of split make it in half. half. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yes. So, but we, so we're looking at that because the airfare is not out yet for that one. But Bob, you, I asked you, I think this, this last week, but is Hawaii a place you'd like to go? I'd love to go, but I'm not crazy about that 10 hour flight. Yes. But yeah, I would well, try to break it down. It. Yeah. That's why I just fixed that for you. <laughs> Thank you, Jen. Thank you very you'll much. Two, you'll get two five hour flights yes. instead. No problem. The, no problem at all. With the three hour layover to stretch your legs. Where would you like to go? I would I would absolutely have to see Pearl Harbor. That to me is probably the number you one have thing to. I want to see. Yeah, you have to. Um, uh, but everything. I mean, everything that it offers from uh, Dog the Bounty Hunter to, to everything <laughs> in between. All right. Um, so that's another one of the cruises you're doing the west coast cruise itself um you're going to start up in vancouver and come down the the coast is that correct that is correct um so yeah that one we go fly into vancouver again do an overnight we've just kind of started adding that pre-night to every cruise with how Smart awful move. the airlines are is yeah, the word exactly. I'll put. Yep. um so we'll do a pre-night in vancouver and then get on board the ship you do victoria british columbia with is beautiful with its gardens um, you hit seattle which there's so much to do there San Francisco, uh, Santa Barbara, and Catalina Island. And then I believe you end, like, fly out of Los Angeles is where I think that one ends. So, I think that's that's where we're aiming for. We're thinking about doing the Western Cruise this mm-hmm. year. Um, I have – the only time I've been as far as the Pacific has been this past year with the Route 66 trip. I've oh. never been that far west. So I'm looking forward to it. The northeast um, – or the northwest, I guess it is – is a part of the country I, I I wanted to see a little bit of, so I think you can see it on this on this trip. You can, yeah. The first time I actually went out there or did San Francisco was on a cruise like this, and it was fantastic. And that's what we did some of the same ports of call, and I did the same thing as kind of we talked about with Hawaii. Is I went back, I was like, I want more time in Seattle. So then I went, just my husband and I went to Seattle. We you just went for the coffee, right? I am not a coffee oh. drinker, so no. I went to just see the fish flying in the market. So, oh, okay. All yeah, right, that's cool. what I went for. Um, but we went and did Seattle. We did Tacoma. We did uh, Mount Rainier National Park that's up there. So we went back and explored there. Um, like I said, Victoria, just the, the gardens and the city itself, there's so much to see. So, yeah, it's a really neat area that's definitely worth exploring at some point in your life. I don't recall you've done a Western cruise like this for a while, have you? I think I did it in... 2016 or 17 okay. so yeah it's been a, it's been been a, a while. while yeah mm-hmm. so i think that's that's it hey i want to jump back to what tell me about this norwegian ship you were just on yeah so the norwegian viva it's their newest ship um one of their biggest ships but to put it in comparison of the other cruise lines adding biggest it only holds three thousand people so even though it's being advertised as There's their big, largest ship, something. Yeah. yeah, it was more of a my size ship. I call it the medium, <laughs> the medium boat. 
Um, but it was really neat. It was very clean. It's very high class, but you're not paying high class. So you go in and you just feel like you're in this, you know, everything's white and marble and you just feel like you're in this top resort, but here you're on a cruise ship at sea. Um, they have about six different specialty restaurants from Japanese, steakhouse, Italian, um, French cuisine. We were only there two nights, so unfortunately I did not That's get to try you them want, all Bob. out. French, you want the French cuisine if you're on the ship? Oui, oui, yes. Oui, oui. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I like Norwegian as a brand for their entertainment. Their entertainment oh. on board is, in my opinion, top notch. So you have um, a Broadway show on all of their ships. This one was Beetlejuice which I will admit is not my cup of tea. I've never seen the movie. I was not looking forward to it, but it I didn't actually know they was, made a Broadway show of that. They apparently did. <laughs> <laughs> it was good. Like, for, again, not really knowing anything more than Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. Um, it was good. And they had fantastic performers. I mean, her she the one voice, she could be on Broadway. She right. was that good. Um, and then my favorite spot is, it's called Sid Norman. So it's like a little bar pub place that's on a couple of their ships and they have two guys two girls singers come in and the show we saw was Fleetwood Mac's Rumors mm. and they just performed the album from start to oh, finish wow. but like they're that. like acting it out like the fight between the couples like they're <laughs> it, it's they just do a really good job with it um so yeah that's their new ship it's going to be over in Europe once it leaves the Caribbean this winter it goes to Europe for the summer um but highly recommend I don't know why in the last month or so people have been talking to me about different types of cruise ships. I guess people are thinking about cruising, deciding what's the best line to use. Um, I've never been on Norwegian. I'm a huge Royal Caribbean fan. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I think it is top of the middle range. I don't know if that makes sense or not. It does. It, you know, <laughs> it's the top of the middle range, and I, I'm particularly fond of Royal Caribbean. And I think, and I also love Royal Caribbean, because that's what the cruise I just did at the beginning of November was Royal Caribbean. It was the Jewel of the Seas. It was a repositioning. So we went from Cape Liberty to San Juan. So it went from sailing New England down to now the Caribbean. And theirs is fantastic as well. I mean, I like their food. I like their entertainment. Um, Norwegian is what they call the freestyle cruising. So you don't have that set dining time every night. You don't have the same waiter. It's very casual when it comes to clothing. You don't have to dress up for dinner with your tie and dresses. So when we tell when people are haven't cruised before, it's been a while since they cruise, like we do have to go through a lot of the information to see are you a Royal Caribbean sailor? Are you a Norwegian sailor? Princess, Holland, Carnival. Because they are all are very different. Carnival to me is a younger person's cruise and it's a little less formal. Yes, although our rep will tell you that the average age on a carnival is 40 to 60. Really? It well, surprised all of us. Let me explain to you, that's a younger person's <laughs> cruise to me. So you I'm trying to be nice, Howard. <laughs> that's um, old for me. No, I was kidding. <laughs> but I, just, I don't know why. I've had several people ask me, you know, when thinking about a cruise, what's the best line to mm -hmm. use? And, of course, first place, can't be, if you're going to be cruising, any line is it, right. is good. I don't, well, I mean, unless you get, like, Uncle Joe's cheap ass bungalow yeah. or something, but you know, other than that, I, I mean, all the major lines are, are good. But um, people ask me, I, I'm a big fan of, of Royal Caribbean, um, so. And that's Royal Caribbean. They're on top of it. They're coming out with a new ship, I think, every year for the next four years. So we actually have group space held on their newest ship, the Icon. 
um, which Jenna and I will get to test out in January. So I'll have more info on that one coming soon. But we're going to have a group on it in April. And that one does look fantastic. Um, but I will say on the sales side of it, like Royal Norwegian Celebrity and Carnival are probably the top four that right. we sell. So we kind of hit all price, age, and demographic there. So if you're looking to cruise, uh, there is a little bit of a distinction between the type of line. So you want to consider that. You want to think about pricing. You want to think about timing and location, too. They not, don't always always go to the same places you want to go. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them move around, too. So if like we have some clients, you know, I really like this ship. I really like the Radiance. I really like the Icon. I really like the Legend. Um, but they don't want to do the same itinerary. Well, the ships do. They constantly are switching where they are and moving. So, yes, lots to consider on a cruise. Um, and you know, I think a Bermuda cruise this year too, right? We do. Yeah, we have a Bermuda with Celebrity um, in June. So that one's nice. It's a motor coach to the pier and back, so no flying required. Um, and then you just spend three days in Bermuda. That is, that's the trip because everyone loves Bermuda so much that they just want to go and not only spend eight hours there on your typical itinerary. They want more time. So it's three days in Bermuda. Do you try to avoid the triangle? Yes. <laughs> I was just there on the, the jewel that I did in November with Royal Caribbean. Bermuda was one of the stops. I made sure to avoid all triangles, all squares, circles, any shape. I just avoided it. Please show me the triangle and yeah. show me how we're getting around it, please. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that, 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 that's, that's a good point. Um, we only have a couple minutes left. I do want to take time to talk about the holidays. I don't know if there are any holiday events left for people to take advantage of. We're going to the Greenbrier in, what, a week, next two weeks, I guess. I'm looking forward to that. But uh, people can still think about uh, Christmas gifts of travel. Yes, um, that's what most of our holiday tours are either gone, going, or sold out. Um, so yeah, not many of them though, but we can always do gifts of travel. Um, we've actually had a couple people now do, um, December 30th, we're doing the WVU Ohio state game Uh. in Cleveland. We've had people give that as a gift. Um, someone just bought the bowl game package that we have for WVU and Charlotte as a gift. Um, or we just have gift certificates where you can have them pick what they want, whether it is a cruise or a bus trip or even just a flight or a hotel. So, yes, lots of ideas. Theater is an idea. The one-day trips are an idea. Yes, yeah, a lot of one-day trips that would be a good gift. Um, mm-hmm. Or the Pittsburgh uh, theater shows or the, or the uh, uh, symphony up in Pittsburgh. Those are nice one-day ups. And those are the kind of things you can – and that's where you are – if you're smart, you buy two tickets and then you say, in case you wanted to yeah. – someone to go with you i would be happy to uh, that may or may not be what i did for my sister really so, yes. okay <laughs> so um hope she's not listening if you are interested and then i know that you guys are always good about helping to if somebody gets a gift of travel packaging it so there's something to hand people yes on christmas you know under the tree so to speak yeah so that's what for like the wvu ohio state game we had you know some wvu little reusable cups that we gave with them and we'll do a certificate as well so that you have something nice not just like a cut out of our flyer um we've had people do disney trips and that's what we'll you know put mickey ears with it or um, the autograph book with it as a surprise so we do like to add that extra touch to help with your gift giving now if you want to do a little bigger gift and bill talked about this a number of years ago uh, maybe a family wants to get together and give grandma and granddad a cruise, for example. Everybody can buy a piece of it and then give them the whole p- package. Absolutely, know? yeah. So we can 
we call it the payment plans of, of gift certificates. So yeah, you can have, you know, the whole family anywhere from, you know, $5 to $500, whatever amount they want to give, they can put it towards a specific trip if you want, or like I said, the gift certificate, and then they can apply it. Um, we've had people do like onboard credit if the family's already booked on a cruise. So we can really make just about any gift work for you. And, um, where are you going next? Nashville. You, you, Nashville. Oh, okay. Yes. Oh, cool. I take the Nashville Christmas trip that leaves on Tuesday, and I am so excited because that's one of my favorites. I was like, you've done it before? At least four times. Oh, well, all right then. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite part? Um, I love Studio B. I knew you were going to say that. I could tell that. Yeah. But I also love the Opry Christmas show. Yeah. That's a favorite, too. Opry Lane? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So uh, there's not a bad part on that trip, I'll be honest. Yeah. Mm -hmm. that's, you've done, you guys have done that for a number of years now. That At least over 10. Uh, yeah. I want to say we're probably closer to like 12 or 14 years of doing it. So it's it's a good one that we'll continue doing. We'll do it again next well, you year. Well, you do. I mean, it's, it's it. a successful trip every year. Yeah, it is. We usually fill up on that one. Is that where you do the they have the. Uh, no, that's not the one with the colored ice sculptures. Yes, it? It, it is. OK. Yes. So, yeah, um, this year's theme is the Polar Express. Um, but Bill just got back from Texas. They also stayed at the Gaylord and their theme was the Grinch. So, yeah, they take the ice sculptures, and I didn't ask if Bill went down the slide or not. We'll have to find that out, that out next week. Well, people can call call the office. How are you doing as far as with this traffic and stuff? Anybody, are people having a hard time getting there? Yeah, most people that come in say, man, it took me forever to find a place to park, or it's hard to get here. And I just say, I take a different route every day. I, you never know. This, today I couldn't even get in the parking lot. The exit was blocked, but the entrance had a construction vehicle, and I just circled like three times. I was like, I don't know where to go. Um, but no, it's it for us. A lot of it can be done over the phone right. or email, so we haven't been affected too much by it. Um, our bus trips leaving is the problem. We've been having more leave from the White Palace versus yeah, downtown. Yeah, our Greenbrier trip is leaving from from Wheeling Park. Yeah, yeah. just to kind of help that out. So. Yeah, well, you'll you'll get by. Uh, at least you're right there on the corner of Twelfth and Market. Uh, the market. You can't get up market, yeah. but there's usually a place to park on 12th, and then you can walk in if you want to get brochures or talk to you guys or something. Yeah, and the fact that 12th is open definitely helps, and even we've had people park on Chaplin or Main, and it, come it down. works. Yeah, come down. All right, people can give you a call at the office, 304-232-517. The last couple of times I've given the wrong number, and I, after all the years, I should have that number <laughs> embedded in my head. Uh, but to give, give Uniglobe a call can always offer uh, good travel advice for you. And I always try to stress anymore. We talk about the escorted trips and things that you can go as a group and that Uniglobe will have an escort and so on. But you know what? If you just want to take a trip on your own, if you want to take one of these cruises, if you want to take a Yellowstone trip or something, you don't have to go with the, you know, the, I mean, if you don't like those Uniglobe people, you don't have to go with them. <laughs> They'll just help you book a good a good vacation. That's what, just like us enough to have us book it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Jennifer, good talking to you as always. Thank you, Howard. Appreciate it. It's about 9 o'clock here on the Watchdog Morning Show. John McCabe coming in next. He and I will kick around uh, the Ohio Valley News of the Week. We've got um, the Life Hub. We've got Streetscape. We've got What's Mayor Elliott going to do. And uh, who knows what else is allowed to happen. All coming up next hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. ABC.